How can we as creative educators and entrepreneurs find our authentic voice, get real in a world where real is hard to come by and share our vision all while making some serious money and keeping it all balanced. Hey, hey, it's Alyssa with the Teacher Hustle podcast. If you're new here, welcome. Thanks for taking a chance on me. I'm a fifth grade teacher, toddler mom, and serial entrepreneur. I'm answering all your burning questions and bringing you simple business tips, mindset shifts, and inspiration to help you turn your passion into an income that makes an impact without being overly complicated. You know that one thing you can't stop talking about? We are going to share it with the world. So grab a cup of coffee and let's bring your wildest ideas to life. This is it. It's the very last episode of Planathon. We have done so much planning. If you didn't catch all of the Planathon episodes, be sure to go back and journal and list your way through all of the episodes. You're going to love it. We started out by journaling and visualizing for our big dreams in 2020. We actually put our dreams down on paper In we kind of thought through our hopes that we have for our business and where it will be this time next year. And there's just something about about getting that down on paper. I know it seems kind of corny, but it's true. It really keeps us focused and driven for the year rather than just thinking about it. We think about it all the time, right? But when we write it down, it really makes those dreams concrete. And you know, if you believe it, that you put it out to the universe, it will come. It's worth a shot, right? It's worth a try. So just write it down. And I have to say though, my favorite episode, because you know I love the actionable steps, was probably episode 14, where we learned how to plan our entire year in one sitting. If you didn't catch that episode, it is an absolute must listen. So go buy yourself a brand spanking new 2020 planner and map out your whole year. In that episode, I taught you how to map out everything you will create in 2020, all the content you'll put out into the world in the new year, and even map out the things you want to learn this year and the things that, you know, maybe were on your learn list, but that you don't want to tackle this year. So we're really kind of cutting it down to something that's manageable for the new year. And giving all of that stuff a due date really sets the tone for growth for the year. So definitely go back and listen to episode 14 if you didn't catch that one. Then after episode 14 for Planathon, we had a whole marathon of guests. We had Elizabeth from Lotus Media Designs and she came on and talked to us all about Instagram strategy for 2020. She gave some really actionable tips that that was a juicy one. And then we had Elizabeth from Get Closet Confidence, which was so much fun. She helped us reorganize our closets and lean into our genuine style for 2020. We even talked about brand photo shoots and what to wear for those. So I hope you will consider trying out a little photo shoot in the new year, even if you just get your hobby to take photos of you. Elizabeth helps us figure out what to wear. And then we had... Rebecca from Bit of Mom Sense, who talked to us all about intentional, purposeful content creation and how to keep that all balanced with everything else we've got going on in life. So that's a really great one as well. It's been a fun few weeks of planning and getting ready for the new year. I love all of that stuff. And I wanted to wrap it up by giving you a list of the five things you need to have on your to-do list for your business in 2020 in order to really grow. Now, these five to-dos for your business are going to set you apart from the rest in the new year and they really could be the keys to your business totally taking off 
they're nothing new. If you listen to me, you know these are things I say all the time. If you're in the Teacher Hustle You crew, you have definitely heard me preach about this stuff over and over and over, but I swear there is something about hearing them sort of wrapped up in this one little package of a podcast about taking the time to review them and think back on them and be absolutely sure that we've crossed all our T's and dotted our I's that we're sticking to these five things. And as with everything else in the planet-a-thon, of course, I would love it if you wrote these down in your notebook and really gave yourself some time to think through them and what they mean for you and your business. So this is something that I really, it's like an activity I want you to really do and think through. These five to-dos really are kind of secrets to success for the coming year. And this isn't the kind of episode that you want to listen to on your way to work and then start doing a 100 other things and then forget you even listened to it and kind of put it on the back burner. And I only know that from personal experience because I totally do that all the time, listen to episodes and then I get to work and I forget what I was even listening to. This is an episode you want to really take it in and stand by it for the new year. And if you're in the crew, don't worry, I'm going to be totally forcing you to stick by these in the new year. So I've got you. Now, the first to do for your 2020 to-do list, you knew I was going to say this one. I'm going to say it and you're going to go, oh my gosh, Alyssa, we get it. But the first to do is to niche down. You've heard me say it. We have to get crystal clear on who we are serving. And until you do that, it's going to be a major block for your business. I know because I was doing it for years and years. It's not that I didn't know who I was serving when I was serving local businesses. It's that it just wasn't quite the right fit for me. Something felt off. So until I really worked through that and figured out my true niche, which is you guys, I nothing was kind of clear. For My path wasn't clear. I was always searching for something more. So we need to know exactly what we're doing in this online space because until we know that, we're just all over the place. It's too hard for your customers to follow you when you're all over the place. They get confused. They don't know what you are doing and what you're not doing. They're honestly probably going to forget about you and not, I don't say that to sound mean, but it's just that if you're not niched, you're not memorable. There's something really memorable about being niched down because it gives your ideal audience something to wrap their mind around. They can't remember you if they're not even sure what you do in the first place, but they can remember you if you're like the go-to person for whatever topic, upper elementary math centers, then they're going to remember you because as soon as they need something for upper elementary math centers, they're going to be like, yes, I have the perfect person for that. But if you're just a little bit of everything, then they're too confused to even say what you do in one sentence. They're not going to be able to remember what you do in one sentence either. And this next part, I have to break this to you. I know this is a little bit uh, tough love here, but as much as I love the term engaging lessons, okay, I love engaging lessons just as much as the next guy, but it is not considered to be niche down if you're just saying you sell engaging lessons. That is not enough of a niche. It's still super general and broad. We hope that every lesson is engaging, right? That's what we are striving for with all of our students, with all of our lessons. You have to really think about how are you unique? How are you different? Exactly who do you serve and what do you serve them and what are you bringing to the table 
that is a little bit different. And you have to be able to say this in a couple of sentences and recite it in like 30 seconds flat in 2020, okay? We wanna really get at this and then stick to it and be able to kind of identify it quickly because it's gonna drive everything else in our business. And when it comes to niche, I know there are a few mind blocks that we need to just sort of let go of. So a couple of them are if you're thinking like, uh, how can I focus on writer's workshop when I know so much about social studies and math? Am I putting myself in this tiny little box? Let that go. You've got to let that go in 2020. If you're thinking, oh, but there's so many people out there that are already doing this thing that I'm thinking about doing and they're so good at it. So why should I even bother? Let that go. If you're thinking, but what do I really know about this niche? Am I really a thought leader? Do I really kind of have enough to say about this? How, who am I to talk about this niche? Let that go. As for being in too small of a niche, the first one, your ideal customer is going to be relieved to figure out your niche because it means they can tackle something on their to-do list simply by knowing who you are. So the Upper Elementary Math Centers thing. If they if they have you on their Instagram list and you're at Upper Elementary Math Centers, they're good. The next time they need something from Math Centers, they know exactly where to go. They can cross that right off their list. It is very clear for them. That doesn't mean you can't create products in another niche area. You totally can. It just gives you and your audience a focus. When you're getting intimidated by other established business owners, I'm really passionate about this one. Remember, you bring your own unique ideas and voice to this niche. You can't help it. You are who you are. You are different than other people. You are different than everyone else. You're going to bring your own unique ideas and voice. If you're passionate about a topic, do it. You are never, ever, ever going to find any kind of niche on this planet that doesn't have anyone else in it. Okay, maybe something really weird, totally kind of out there. But even if you found the most out there niche ever and there was nobody else in it, somebody else is going to come along and do that once they see you doing it because it's going to just spark their interest and they're going to be like, oh yeah, I am passionate about that. I'm going to do that too. It doesn't matter. We need more than one voice in a niche. If just one person monopolized every niche, it would get really boring. That's why we have competition. And not even saying you're necessarily competition, but that's how the world works. We have to hear from more than one person or it's just going to be boring. And we'd have to rely on just one person's ideas and vision. And no one person even really wants to take all of that on. We need all the ideas we can get from all the people we can get them from. And you know what? That thought is going to keep popping up for you like a weed. You just need to keep cutting it down. You know, you're going to feel like you're good and golden and you're going to feel like you cut that that statement down and you're not going to get intimidated by people. And then you're going to come across an account of somebody that looks perfectly perfect. And you're going to be like, oh, man, here I am again worrying about if I'm good enough. You just have to keep cutting that down. You are good enough. And there are no qualifications, by the way, to becoming a thought leader. As you've heard me say before, you just need to know enough to help someone else. So put yourself out there over and over and over. Get visible in your niche area. Keep talking about your passion topic and bam, you will be a thought leader. You are the person who makes yourself a thought leader. No one else is in charge of how much influence you have. You are doing all of that. The second to do for your business in 2020 is to create and nurture genuine human connection in your business. We are not robots trying to gain the biggest following on the planet. Remember that you'd rather talk to 100 people in your ideal audience than 10,000 people who aren't even paying attention to you and they can't really hear you. They don't know what's going on. They're not that interested in you. 
It's more about talking to your ideal customer and listening to what they need and creating the solutions for those problems. If you know my story, which if you've been listening to me, you do, you know this is the backbone of my whole mission. I started working with local businesses who were trying to maintain or create a presence online, but they didn't just want a regular old web page out there where people could find their phone number with just like a landing page. They wanted a way to connect with their customers like they would do face-to-face in their brick-and-mortar shops or businesses. And they wanted to build a community of customers online and they wanted to develop relationships so that their customers would come back to their business again and again because they had that relationship. That's what I loved about working with local businesses. Not one business owner ever, ever asked me to work with them to coach them on how to gain the most followers on Instagram they could possibly get. They never asked me to show them how to join a comment pod with other business owners so they could get more vanity action on their posts. They asked me how they could use Instagram to get customers in their door. How could they use Instagram to find out what their customer needed and to serve them over and over again? That is the same thing we need to ask ourselves. Even though we don't have brick and mortar stores, even though our entire business is online, we still need to use these platforms not to shout at huge amounts of people, but to create regular customers that know us and like us, customers that will come back again and again, ready to buy whatever we put out into the world because they trust it's going to solve a problem for them. So how can we use this online space to bring our people together? We have to bring that hometown feel that local businesses have to the online space and bring teachers together. Now more than ever, we need this kind of a movement. We need to come together and support one another and lift each other up with that connection. All right, let's get to the next to-do. The third to-do is to create our mission statement. How are you serving your customers? And what are you using as the vehicle to serve your customers? And what makes you different from others in your niche? Try to keep it to a few sentences and post that statement right up on your wall. And then every decision you make in your business, every product you create, every blog post, every social media post you write needs to lead back to that mission statement. And that's what's going to really keep you on task in 2020. Because if you're creating content that doesn't fit with your mission, then what is your purpose? And if there is no purpose, then you shouldn't be wasting your time on it. Without purpose or intent behind our marketing and behind our creation choices for our business, we get lost, we get overwhelmed, we get confused. So a mission statement helps you combat that overwhelm because you can decide exactly how you're gonna spend your time in a way that actually moves your business forward. I bet if I asked you to name the mission statement for a couple of big companies, if I asked you to name Apple's mission statement or McDonald's, you would know what the mission statement was because really good brands keep their mission statement at the heart of every decision they make so that their mission statement is reflected in everything that they do so that the audience would recognize that without having to be told it. That's what branding is all about and you need that too. All right, next up on your to-do list, write this one down. We are defining your core values. You need to know what your core values are, and the core values are sort of how you're gonna get to that mission statement. 
this is important in any business and it's something I worked with local businesses on as well. At the heart of your business, at the core of the decisions you make, what are your values? What are the three to five values that are most important to you? Hash those out, write them down, keep them in your office for 2020. You want everything you create to begin with those values. This is also really important if you start to bring on team members because you have to be able to communicate with them the values of your business so that you're all on the same page and it helps you grow as a team together if those values are at the core of every move you make. Even major companies develop core values because this helps determine the culture of the workplace. They need that to bring the whole company together and it defines the type of work they do as a team. Now, I know you don't have tons of people on your team, but those values drive your decision making. What you decide to learn, what you decide to take on in the new year, the way you communicate with your audience. So to get at your core values, Think about what are your strengths as a business owner? What are you already doing in your business that is important to you? Maybe it's something like um, your responsiveness to your customers, like how you make sure to connect and respond to every DM that comes your way or all your feedback on TPT. Or maybe it's that you are lighthearted and you can kind of keep things fun. Maybe it's your determination and your drive to keep learning and to grow your business to best serve your audience. So think about also what you want to strive for. Maybe there's a piece of your business that you admire in other businesses, but it's something you have to work a little harder to achieve. So what are the things you're working on? Maybe you're working on keeping it simple or to be relatable despite the imperfections. We'll talk more about that in a minute. Lastly, think about for your core values, what makes you unique? Again, how are you different? Maybe it's because you're consistent and you're super committed to your business or that you always take time to reflect before you make a decision. Whatever your core values are, of course, get those down on paper. I'm like a broken record here. Write it all down, write it all down because you wanna make sure that you're focused on those and that anyone who helps you in your business, even if it's a virtual assistant who works a few hours a month with you or it's somebody else and you're in like a peer-to-peer mastermind together, we wanna make sure that everyone that surrounds our business is aligned with our values as well because we want our business to truly be driven by these values. All right. We've got this. This is some serious stuff here. We're going to remain focused on our niche, our corner of the online space. We're going to be focused on genuine interactions. We're going to write down our mission statement and we're going to define our core values. Holy cow, that was a lot. So what could be the last step on the to-do list? The last step on the list, again, is another very predictable thing of me to say, but it's true. You need to be you. In 2020, be yourself. You have so much to give to the world of teaching, to this community of educators online, imperfections and all. This is something I'm going to shout as loud as I can because I wish someone would have told me this when I first got to this space. We are all here in this noisy, crazy space for one thing, and that is to connect with other people like us. We want to see ourselves reflected in someone else. So especially in these times of high stress in the classroom, we want to laugh with people who get it. We want to cry with the people who get it. We want to be here with our people. And the only way to find your people is to be yourself. Remember high school? I'm like totally going to go there. I'm going there. You remember the feeling of wanting to fit in, right? You'd do anything to just not stand out. You bought the same clothes everybody else was wearing. You cut your hair the same unless you were really brave. You would just do anything to be like everybody else. 
but it never felt quite right. I always felt like we were in some kind of race, just like trying to keep up. What are they doing today? What's the latest trend? What do I need to wear today? And you were wasting all this time, or at least I was wasting all this time watching everybody else. And we would lose ourselves in the process if we even knew who we were in the first place, because I know high school is really weird time where you're like, who am I? And then when you graduated and you went to college, all of a sudden, everybody was different. Like people weren't all the same and different was kind of cool. And some people were weird, but you were kind of weird too. And you found the people who laughed at the same stupid jokes you did, or maybe this was just me, but you found people that like to like stay up late eating junk food and watching reality TV. That definitely was me. You found your people because you leaned into who you are and into your own version of weird. And that's why we need this online space. So if you found yourself kind of sucked back into that cycle of wanting to be like everybody else because you think that they've got it right, that they must be perfect, that they must have this business that's totally making all this money and because it seems that way and because it appears to be perfect, step away for a minute. Find your people, find yourself and put that out to the world because somebody out there is waiting to see themselves reflected in you. Okay. That's it. That's the last Planathon episode. That's the last Teacher Hustle episode. Not forever. Don't worry. I am taking the next few weeks off, though, for the holidays. I need to do all the Christmas things with the kids. And also, I have some seriously big plans in the works for all of you, and I want some time to really focus on that. So I'm going to be back in a few weeks with some brand new content for you for 2020, and I can't wait to chat with you then. So thank you, thank you, thank you for playing along with the Planathon. Don't forget you can come on over to the free Facebook group. You can answer a question about each episode in the Planathon, even if you're kind of listening back to some episodes. As long as you do it before the first of the year, you'll be entered to win a happy planner for 2020. The link is in the show notes and I will talk to you soon. 